So um, another question for both of you. I think I know the answer, but people who are listening slash watching may not. So do you guys have any side hustles to sort of bring in some extra revenue or is it all games and music? Who wants oh, to man. go first? I mean, this Get is off. a side hustle. But <laughs> I have a job. <laughs> um, yeah, I go to work. Normal job. May I, You don't have to say who you work for, but may I ask what you do? Uh, you know, it's funny. Jonah taught me how to do his job. So that's what we're doing web development. <laughs> Wait, did you guys used to work together? No, no. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was just, you know, uh, between jobs or whatever. All my friends are these people at Gumbo because because I do this shit. Um. And I'm like, guys, what do I do? And there's like, oh, go make websites. Um, and I say, all right, how? And they teach me. And that, that's basically it. That's actually um, a pretty awesome story. Like Gumbo taught you? Well, you yeah, went to pretty a much. Camp as well. I mean, okay. yeah. Honestly, I wouldn't have been able to do that without the Gumbo people. Like, I, it's like 50-50. Did so, you two meet each other at Gumbo? Uh, through a game jam. Something like okay. that, yeah. So, yeah, I think it was a game jam. Yeah, I think there were at least early a couple of game jams before Gumbo was really a thing. Is where yeah, we yeah, yeah. How about you, Jonah? I think I know the answer, but oh, right, the side hustle. Uh, well, like I said earlier, you know, I had this halftime web dev job for a long time, um, but uh, yeah, for now, I've decided to like try and go, go all in. Game dev, so we'll see how that works out. <laughs> it's, uh, so for now, I'm not doing anything else. Just, just concentrating on the game. You got balls, my friend. <laughs> I, 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 I wish I, I wish I could do the same. I wish I, I had do have significant savings that uh, you know a nice big runway. So it's uh, you know it helps, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I've got backup plans. <laughs> always probably it's always a good idea to have when you're i mean we all love games but we know indie gaming is it's hard um it's not hard to make a living at like very few it's like acting or or trying to make your band big it's very few truly succeed but it's a passion and we all love doing it yeah And, and i think there's also a lot of survivorship bias you know i don't know a lot of people see like, oh, like, oh, Hollow Knight, you know, it did, it did so much, made so much money, it, you know, you just got to make an indie game and you make it big, but it's like, no, that's like, there's so many Metroidvanias that come out every year and so many that just, that's you know, it's, it's almost like joining a multi-level marketing scheme. Like only the, it's only the 1% that actually make it. Everybody else just kind of like, rising yeah, almost. <laughs> I got roped into this by Blair Pyle. So. I never promised you shit, Gary. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right, it's like a multi-level marketing scheme that doesn't even promise you to get rich. It's like you're probably not going to get rich, but try it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> right. Both of you have talked about it. What's your favorite part? What do you love about Gumbo? I love about Gumbo, or the indie, or the indie scene in New York in general. I, I used to really like those brick walls that you had. In, uh, we still have them. The new different... place has them. Oh, okay. Is that is that where you are, Jonah? Or you no, know? No, no, I'm at home. Okay. I, I could have taken this call, Gumbo. 
Jody got a little we, we, we wouldn't want to bother Sam. <laughs> he doesn't mind being bothered. No, <laughs> um, nah, you know, it's definitely the, the gumbos, like the people. Like it's a it's a fun crew. Um yeah. Um catch us in the park grilling burgers or whatever. Never grilled burgers in a park with you guys. I'm missing out on so much by not being there more often. Uh, yeah, stay the, here. The park 2021 is the year of the park. The um, summer, yeah, definitely. I mean, it, hopefully it all works out. How's the How park about, by you? Are you talking to yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, both of you. Like, what's how, what's your park like? Oh, I, so I live in Astoria. Um, oh, Astoria! Sick, I, used, I used to live there. Astoria. Oh, park. I love Astoria. Yeah, Astoria Park is great. Yeah, um, yeah it's huge too. It's great. Um, Beautiful. The park. very start of COVID, I was there at the picnic with some friends, where everyone was socially distanced, etc. Uh-huh. Um, but I think that was the last time I was there, and that was actually last summer. It was a year ago, almost. Oh man, dude, I remember. Uh, I lived there when Pokemon Go was like big. Nice. <laughs> and Astoria, you know, living there, being able to go to the park on your bike and having a Pokemon Go phone, like that was so much fun. That was a good like three weeks. I could see it was that. Just those things. Yeah. How about you, Jonah? Um, I mean, Gumbo is great because it can be both my work life and my social life and I don't need to separate those two. <laughs> so isn't just that my- hard though? Isn't that isn't like, I mean, you're not directly working with people. So right. like you don't have the same kind of work disagreements or work drama that goes on in a real office. Some drama. Definitely helps. Oh yeah. Yeah. You definitely, there is definitely drama that happens there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, but generally speaking, but um, right. No, you don't have like weird, you know, boss, you know, underling drama stuff. So. Yeah, or, or coworker, you know, disagreements or whatever. Or no one wants authority over anybody. It's it's great. <laughs> yeah, the nice part about working there is you don't work with the people. You're just sharing the space and sharing each other's company. Yeah, yeah it's just great to, you know, have somewhere else to go to work. So, like, sure, a lot of people have been getting used to like working from home now. Uh, but, you know, I've been doing that for, you know, over a decade because, you know, when I went half time on my uh, you know, web dev job, I also started working remotely. Um, so I, I came to realize that it can be awkward to work in the same space that you relax in because, you know, it, it, it's good to like, separate the spaces for different like mindsets like if you know work mindset you know to have a different space it's like this is your your workspace so you're in like in work mode and then like when i'm home it's like okay it's a relaxed mode relaxed space so just being able to separate those two has been really valuable yeah i think a lot of people during covid times can definitely relate to that i uh, i don't get enough of that as you know i'm only showing up to gumbo on weekends these da- these days mm-hmm. fridays are not really possible anymore oh, man. here um all right um we're getting to the end but i gotta know what are the, what are the hardest things you faced first of all you jonah 
while making Kung Fu Kickball, the greatest challenges you've had to deal with so far? Hopefully, hopefully no, no more major challenges now that we're coming now, to an end of it. But I think now we're like getting, we're getting to the end, just like running through, finishing up a few more features and then we're going to have that, that, you know, console release later this year, which will be great. That'll be, that'll be, I think the most uh, satisfying feeling is to, to have the game out on console. Cause you know, I've, I've always been a console gamer. You know, I grew up with original Nintendo. So like yeah, me too, which and stuff that's going to just feel great. Um, but some of the biggest challenges to, to get there, uh, let's see, I guess just netcode online play was the, one of the biggest things. I mean, that's your most recent challenge that even it's no? not, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm concentrating more on it right now. Um, although that's just kind of winding down, but, um, this it's been a challenge since day one in this game. Like I I knew originally that it needed to have online play if it had any chance of, of selling. Um, but I assumed that like I knew it was gonna be hard, but I thought that there were like kind of standard better APIs, better things to handle some of the issues running into, but apparently not. Apparently not. Like at the time, you know, GGPO was the main, like this is the one to go with, but it was it, you know, it's become open source since, but at the time it was like very hush hush and you had to like contact the developer directly to, to get access to it. And so I was learning about all these different techniques of netcode and it's just been a real, uh, a real struggle, but, um, but I'm pretty happy with, you know, how it came out and you know, finally have a solution that, that works. And it's kind of like, I did a lot of research and studied what GPO did and actually kind of came up with my own version of that, that um, kind of works a little better for my game because it's like a four person game. Was that, uh, you now correct me if I'm wrong, but was that the issue you had with float points not being uh, deterministic across different CPUs? So that's just an issue you have with- In general? <laughs> lockstep. Uh, the, 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 the way I'm doing um, an online connection is kind of based on this peer-to-peer -peer, um, kind of framework called lockstep. And the idea with lockstep is each player is playing their own version of the game and just sending their inputs to the other players. Um, so like this is what the original Doom uh, first used for when that, that was like one of the first like online computer games was John Carmack just like threw together an online play into Doom really quickly, it was crazy. Um, but the idea was that, you know, the games, the two games had to work in synch synchronously with each other. They were in lockstep with each other. And one issue that can happen with that is that computers can treat numbers differently depending on the architecture. So because I wanted the game to be cross-play and work between all different PCs and consoles and all things like that, um, there were certain types of numbers I couldn't use. Uh, one of the, one type is, is called float. Um, you know, I'm, I'm explaining it for because any listeners who like may not know the, the intricacies of this super nerdy- uh, I don't know any of this. Math number stuff. Uh, but, um, but basically, Floats are used everywhere in game engines and in physics engines and stuff. So a lot for 3D development. Yeah, but uh, not 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 as okay. 
now because 3D engines have also are making 2D games, they're used a lot more. They're, they're used. I everywhere. mean, yeah. Uh, like, yeah, because like anything, like Unity, it's basic, like vector concept, which is used, you know, in 2D or 3D or whatever, is you know, the collection of floats. Um, so I can't rely on any of those because they could be evaluated differently on different computers. So I had to like find an open, I couldn't use Unity's physics engine. I had to find an open source physics engine, replace every, every single time it used a float, replace it with this other type of number uh, that was reliable across different systems. Um, so yeah, it was, a, it was a huge process. Cool. So, um, so Jonah, like I, I mentioned before, like um, that when you do like um, float point calculations and stuff, that it's very common uh, for like three D games. I want to elaborate on that because uh, when Gary and I first started making games, we made two D games in QBasic with screen resolutions of three hundred and twenty by two hundred. So everything was pixel based. It was how many pixels do you move across the screen? So there were no float points in that at all. All, all, all integers, basically. So um, high resolution, not the same. <laughs> QBasic. Huh? That's where Gary and I got our start. Actually, no, BASIC on Gary's Commodore 64. Oh, cool. Was that like- yeah, We totally aging ourselves with Oh yeah, we were like um, eight years old, I think. I don't know, seven, how old were Gary? It was around grade three. That was when I first learned to quote unquote program. <laughs> we, were, we were too young. Mm, that's really cool. All right, John, I'm gonna ask you the same question. What kind of challenges do you face with, with music creation? What's the hardest thing that you find about doing this? Uh, me. <laughs> Hard all question? Of, <laughs> all of it. Um, just like getting good takes. I, I think, um, I think when I was, um, and like getting sample libraries to sound like music, I think those are the kind of the two big ones that, that when working on Kickball, those were the ones that I learned about the most and made, and I think probably the sample thing is the one because um, on all the soundtracks I worked on before this, I didn't really need to lean on sample libraries as much. Like um, I would write, stuff that was like all right like zarvat like that's mostly like um you know like small combos or like trip hop or something where like maybe you're using samples but it's like a it's it's like a combo it's like a small number of instruments um but with kickball there was you know we needed like an orchestral sound or like a big band sound that's um so like for this kind of thing, I was totally reliant on orchestral samples and like, like I'll, I'll write as many guitar and bass parts as I can like justify, but like, um, it, this was where I kind of, you know, started learning about the concept of like, oh, here's how like a mix image works with this kind of instrument. This is what like, a large ensemble sounds like and works like and like sample libraries like they kind of have all these little opinions baked into them and they they all work just like a little bit differently um so like getting them to cohere with each other is is like a that was a huge challenge on, on this one um 
So like maybe it's just like, you know, this sample library recorded in this one hall in England is like, oh, that's the perfect sound for these strings. But like for the brass, oh, I needed the, uh, I don't know, the sample model. Like it's like a synth maybe that like sounds like a trumpet and it goes brown brown. Um, how do you get those to sound like they sound like they belong together? Like, um, and that's like, so you, you take those kinds of like, I don't know, uh, concerns or just like ideas about like how to make it sound like an ensemble that like wasn't just recorded like in like a hundred different rooms in different like years, probably. Um, how to get that to all like play together. And like, there's not even just like one way of doing that. There's like, um, here's the way you might want to do it if you want it to sound or feel like, uh, oh, maybe you're trying to go make it really naturalistic. Maybe you're trying to make it sound like a pop record. Maybe you're trying to sound make it um, sound like a hip hop mix or something. Like there's there's all sorts of different ways of doing that kind of thing um and it was super fun to like to just like try and figure out how to do that stuff um so uh huge challenge um but i feel like i, I got to learn a ton on this one that's awesome that's really cool all right guys we're getting to the end of this um but john we'll start with you um, what kind of advice would you give to other aspiring game oh, musicians man. or indies? Yeah, the advice I, question. I, I, I can't. I I am no no authority on anything. I, I you know that, that's oh. the thing. Um, everyone says that, but everyone has some wisdom that they can pass uh, on. Like think of yourself. Like if you're giving yourself as a ten year old child advice, what would you say to ten year old self? Um. It's just made it worse. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I can tell like, you know, a 27 year old bad advice. I can't like ruin a kid's life. <laughs> I've ruined a lot of kids' lives. Don't worry. Um, I will give me some advice. <laughs> give Gary some advice. Yeah. Um, I give you some tips. Um, I don't know. Can, here, Gary, can you talk so that it goes to your camera? Oh, you he can't hear me? Oh, can I click? Okay. Um, see, I, I don't know anything about you. Uh, could you maybe show me the room? I could give you some like interior decorating advice. That's no, that's gonna be a, okay. Oh, that's perfect. Interior I, I can decoration. use some interior okay. decorating advice, but I'm all just gonna right, do right. a little zoom around of kind of my. Oh, I like your plan. Oh, you gotta keep talking, Gary. Got so rockets, rockets, nice. I got Classic. a Code sixty one here. Oh, dope. Using dope. a focus right. Yeah, yeah, very nice. That's about it. I, uh, I have a guitar that's upstairs. Nice. What, what kind? It's a uh, Korean Ibanez. Oh, nice. I, so you can, I you can think of that as like a, the equivalent of like a Mexican Fender. Right, yeah. I got one of those on Craigslist right, right now, actually. If, if anyone is trying to buy a, a like a mim strat um hit me up and i might not have sold it by then but i keep buying guitars so i have to clean my closet out um you got a few on your wall 
just a few yeah well that's that's why like you you can't sell when you buy these guitars you can't it like there's a case that's like twice as big in the closet and i can't get rid of it because that's where like half of the value is or something i don't know it's just like they want you to have the original case for whatever reason just like oh this is like a real vintage right and whatever um so there there's my advice is to don't sell your cases of the vintage guitars and stuff that you buy um or maybe do maybe don't be like <laughs> me maybe it's better to not have the case who's to say i have this like phone case uh, for one of my guitars i really like yeah. those just because they're really light and uh, so allegedly, uh-huh. I like insulates it too. It's, uh, it's for an acoustic guitar. So. Cool. Cool. Um, all right. What if I turn this into like, what did I learn on Kickball? Like, what, Yeah, let's what, do that. What did yeah, you learn on Kickball? I'm telling John at the beginning of Kickball, hey, here's some stuff that will save you a lot of time. Um, I guess. Oh, use noise. Use... um gates that's like super important for getting like a I don't know, recording stuff uh not just yeah like when i don't know i feel like when you're recording stuff i i want it as like lossless as possible i guess like i try to get just like super clean and a- or like accurate recordings and then like i'll run the gate during the mix part just because like I don't know. I could make a mistake when I'm gating it. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I do. Um, yeah, I do it just okay. so I can play with the with the level. Yeah, I'll try to find that that sweet spot where like I'm not taking too much away from the recording, but I'm getting rid of the uh, the noise. Yeah. Well, yeah. All kinds of ways. All right. Well, we just we just gave two advices. Yeah. There we go. Uh, there's two. So whoever's whoever's listening to this, yeah, yeah that may be. Um, and like. Yeah, use gates and use. I figured out kind of a lot about convolution reverb. That was like a big thing discovery with me recently, I guess. Like, basically, there's two kinds of reverbs. You got reverbs that are trying to sound like effects. Like, think about like an 80s snare. Like, that doesn't sound like a place. That sounds like, oh, like this. It sounds like this, like really dramatic and exciting effect. Um, that's dope too but convo reverbs kind of like what i was just talking about with like the getting the strings from england to sound right with the brass from la or whatever um that's gonna kind of be your ticket there um so like a convo reverb is made to sound like it's like a real and like really specific place i have no idea how they do this um but it's it's cool and like Kind of the way you do that is you, you know, you you work with uh, filters and stuff, and you send everything to the same convo verb, and you try and make it sound like um, like it all actually happened in that room. Um, so to John in like 2017, um, focus on that that stuff. Um, Man, I I feel like a year of work just lifted off of my shoulders because like 
I was smart enough to know that a year sooner or or something. That's awesome. I like I remember trying to use combo reverbs back in 2003-ish and they were so process intensive in in uh, intensive that it would crash my computer. Oh yeah. So yeah. now the computers are actually better in that's in like yeah 2020. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, go back and try using those again but I kind of had this stigma where it's like, I'm going to stay away from this because I, I know it used to like completely break my computer back in the day. Yeah, no, they're like that, man. Um, that, like, I guess one way to do it, I've been considering getting like an outboard one, like one of those like lexicons or something. But um, I guess the disadvantage with that is I would have to do like real time rendering for everything. And I'm too lazy for that. <laughs> um, um, but yeah. Um, that's that's what I got. Awesome, awesome, awesome advice. All right, Jonah. Oh, and get a good oh. mastering engineer. They're, it'll like I'm. I, don't listen to the soundtrack yet. Listen to it when I finish uploading what the mastering engineer sent me. Good stuff. They're they're worth every penny. Do you uh, do you work with one online, or do you have one kind of local that you? Uh, he's like a dude that I know, but like, yeah, he lives like in a different city. So I guess it's online. Yeah. Cause I was thinking at, at some point I'd, I'd work with, um, someone at a, at a studio and like get my, all my guitars retracked, uh, for the, for the battle music. That's kind of like one yeah. of the things that's on my list of things that I want to do. Like, like reamped, like take your DIs or like, Oh, like, kind of like, like a, a complete, player. like. I'm gonna hire a session guitarist and Word. track it, dude. Sick to do it properly, right? Like, I, I figure, like, you know, maybe I'll spend like a little bit of money just to have something like an iconic battle music to be done. Right? I don't necessarily want to spend coin on like every single track, <laughs> but certain ones, you know, I'll make concessions for. Yeah, yeah, Don, that sounds awesome, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm in with that. <laughs> Yeah, because like let's let's be honest, Gary Gary's a shitty kind of performer. Right. There's Dude, a reason why I'm not in a band. That's like when I when I was in like high school and I was thinking about this stuff. I was thinking like, oh, dude, I can play like eight instruments. Like, uh, why aren't why aren't games doing this stuff? I'll be like the best composer ever. Um, I can't actually play like any of those instruments. Like, you get when it's time to record takes. I don't know. I, these these illusions have completely disappeared from my brain. I don't believe it anymore. Yeah, like uh, I actually tried to do the intro of uh, the Kids of Canada battle music like a million times. Yeah. And then uh, eventually <laughs> just like, you know what? I can never get this to sound the way I want. So I just cheated and I, I programmed the intro. Yeah, no, that's not cheating. I've, absolutely, man. Um, I've spent on the kickball, the desert theme. That's the one where like it's very sody guitar work. And I remember I spent like literally a whole Saturday on eight measures of that. Um, brutal. Can't play it. Um, it's still in there as though I could play it. So um, maybe if I just didn't say anything, people wouldn't notice. But yeah, now nah, now it's out there. You you guys will notice, but I don't think John or I would. Yeah, I don't know. Like Blair, for, for, for Google, have you noticed how sloppy the guitars are in that? I thought that was intentional. No. Damn. Damn. Just, I thought you were going for like that kind of like 
I don't know, just sort of like kind like of, like a drunken <laughs> bard or something. Like what? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I, I just thought. Okay, that yeah, was okay. Really you know, that that'll be the official story then. It was a oh, drunken shit. bard playing. Noted. So do you want to redo that or something? <laughs> Still waiting for that on Steam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see where it lands in the uh, in the in the in the final version. Oh, we're not talking. I, about I could probably I could this probably is, use some like uh, music some warping to, to fix it up. Who knows? But yeah, now that's out there. Yeah. No. Okay. Well, that's that's good to know. <laughs> kind of one of those things. Like if I tell you now, now you can't even see it. I mean, now you can't hear. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, that's hilarious. All right, I, Jonah, uh, I will let you answer the same question however you want. What advice would you give someone, your ten-year-old self, or me, <laughs> about game development? Um, I don't think I, I get like Blair. You know as much about game development as I do, so this this would be more advice for my my ten-year-old self, I guess. And my 10, 15, 20-year-old self, like... Yourself from last year. <laughs> last Now, like, the past, you know, three years I've been working on this game, I don't know if I'd have that much advice uh, besides just, like, you know, telling telling myself, like, which netcode solution to use uh, to skip some, some pain there. Um, but to go back further, I think I would tell myself to take more art classes um, because, you know, art that is, is good advice. Art is such an important part of uh, games these days. It always has been, but even more so now because just like people are so, you know, with social media and stuff, you, you, like you need. Uh, gift or something that pops out of people, that people grabs people's attention to make them pay attention to your game. So I, you know, I'm, I, I have taken art class in the past and, uh, but that is something I feel like I really need to, to work on and improve, like finding a distinctive art style that will, will grab people's attention. Um, like, so that's, that's kind of what I'm considering for my next game is like. Uh, Who did your shirt? Uh, so, you know, this was, the logo was done by Juno, um, and then you can see the, the back, I don't know, you can see oh, that. Flaming, flaming volleyball or kickball, the I flaming guess. Ball. Yeah. <laughs> flaming ball. But, um, uh, that artwork was done, uh, so I actually had, uh, the graphics of the characters kind of evolved from, at first they were these kind of silhouette, really pixely looking guys. And then I had a animation team uh, that I met uh, called Exit 73 do a, like a really short 30 second animated trailer uh, for the game. And then, then I got, at the same time, uh, I got this, the publisher, Blowfish, and Blowfish was like, we want to redo your characters. They look like the characters in that trailer. So then they took the, the kind of concepts that Exit 73 had kind of come up with for the trailer. Because I had told the animation team basically like, you know, these are kind of the character archetypes, kind of go, go crazy, do what you want with them. And so then they came up with these concepts and then Blowfish took those concepts and like, okay, we're making these actually the characters now. Uh, so 
then they had like more concept art done and stuff. So the, the concept art on this shirt was done, or at least was uh, hired to be done by, by the Blowfish team. Um, nice. So, and then they've been continuing, then they've added more characters for me as well. Uh, so that, that's been a great relationship is, is finding Blowfish to be a partner and helping with, you know, making this a more marketable game and things like that. And the console porting has been really nice to have them handle that too. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, especially be because I want to be a solo developer, like I want to be able to have my hands in almost everything except the music. I'm happy to leave all the music to John. <laughs> I, I relate <laughs> again. <laughs> I find it very cool to hear you, you two like kind of talking music shop talk. Uh, uh, Dude, that's like, I don't know, man. That's like the funnest part of this whole thing. Like <laughs> game developers, like they let you do anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Terry, so awesome. like to do anything <laughs> i would rather talk music than like sit here and talk about floating points all day <laughs> <laughs> ouch shauna that, that was a dig at you <laughs> no, i'm i mean kind of me too i only deal with floating points because that's like that's what i gotta get through to get, get the game done um but uh but yeah like programming wise like I feel like there's like you can you can do a lot like like programming you can just kind of do enough Google searching look at enough Stack Overflows to eventually get things but to like be a good artist or a good musician actually you know you just takes time and you got to do stuff over and over again so that that to go back to the original question you know that's what I would have told my younger self is like spend more time doing art and getting better at that and you know developing the style um, is that's good advice and i feel like i could use that advice and maybe my younger self could use that advice too that that is yeah because um i focused when i was growing up i mean um well right now i i you can easily say that you can write shitty code and still make a really good game mm -hmm. whereas 20 years ago resources were still limited writing bad code was and getting away with it was less was less possible especially on consoles when, you, when you're dealing with something like, like super nintendo sega genesis or even like the first generation 32-bit consoles sony's the playstation and god forbid the saturn <laughs> and i guess um, the biggest thing with the consoles you, you couldn't push updates so if you had a bug in your game yes and that was just a bug forever like yeah, now the internet allows you to just fix your issues on the fly, thankfully. All right. Um, all right, Jonah, the last one's for you. This is, this is all for you. Give us the pitch. Pitch <laughs> Kung Fu Kickball. Tell us why everyone should be playing this game when it comes out or downloading it now on Early Access. That's right. So everyone should both be downloading it now on Early Access and then buy it again when it comes out on console later this year because it's just that good. Um, uh, so Dude, come to Kickball. I love this game. You go to the arcade, you go to Wonderville, you see people playing this game, they're having a blast. They, this they game are. Is, it's a fun game. Thank you, John. So where, where, where is this bar? Uh, the bar is, so the, one, the first bar, Wonderville, is in uh, Brooklyn, um bushwick uh it's uh it's a really cool bar it's got a bunch of indie arcade cabinets they're more like kind of almost like art pieces 
So there's, they don't have any like the standard arcade games, just these like weird indie games, uh, mine being one of them. And then the second bar uh, is called uh, Happy Valley. Uh, and that's in Beacon, New York. Uh, it's kind of a little, little further north, north than uh, New York City. Uh, and, and so that, that's actually like a real arcade bar that's uh, now got a pinball cabinet. All right, Blair, when I come to New York, let's go to one of these arcades, get smashed and play. We'll go to Wonderville. Um, Beacon's a little bit more of a trek, but we'll, we'll go to Wonderville for sure. Yeah, you should definitely check out Wonderville. It's, it's great. Um, but yeah, um, back, back to the game pitch. <laughs> so Kung Fu Kickball is a team-based fighting sports game where the best ball kicker wins. You got to punch, kick, and headbutt your way across the field to smash the ball into your opponent's goal and rack up points. Uh, it's kind of like a cross between, you know, Smash Brothers and, and Rocket League. You're, you're kicking a ball around, trying to kick the ball into the bell and get points. And it's a lot of fun. You can up to four players. You can do generally like a team 2v2. We've got online play, uh, single player mode. Uh, yeah. And uh, also, you know, got a Discord community at discord.gg slash kung fu kickball. Uh, so we're, you know, really trying to build that up. Um, we'll probably be doing some tournaments at some point later this year. Uh, yeah. Am, so I, am I still banned from those? <laughs> I, I, I don't think it'll have to be banned anymore now that people have a, have a chance to like catch up in terms of uh, right. skill thank you <laughs> I could just like sink into my legend and never play again <laughs> so you were unbeatable were you so, uh, you know I didn't think I was that good but apparently it was a problem so, <laughs> this is from I, a tournament at Wonder Villa uh, some time ago <laughs> Yeah, that would be awesome. So I will say I'm really looking forward to this game. Um, I'm a little disappointed you never implemented the groin punch. Um, but <laughs> I'll forgive you for game. that. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, uh, I, I want everyone who's listening to this to definitely get this game when it comes out, whether it be for PC, Mac. It's not coming on Mac, is it? It is on Mac, actually. Oh, so PC, Mac, and consoles yeah. uh, when it all comes out. Um, all the links to everyone's stuff, Joan and John's, this game, your, your social media, etc. will all be in the description. Um, any final words, guys? Uh, kickball. Kickball. All right, guys. Thanks for having us on, Blair. Yeah. Thank fun. you yeah, so much for coming. Thanks, guys. I had this a lot of fun. fun. For sure. Nice to meet. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Three, two, one, go!
Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, please consider liking and subscribing. If you'd like to support the creation of our content, both podcasts and video games, please consider joining our Patreon. The link is in the description below. Please find all the links for Kung Fu Kickball and the social media information for Jonah and John also in the description below. And finally, stick around to listen to Bamboogie by John for Kung Fu Kickball. Thank you.